Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the forward to the first edition, page XIII, beginning on the fifth paragraph. At the bottom of the page, we are not an organization, reading through three paragraphs, which takes us to the end of that forward, and comments on all three paragraphs. Today's readers, and thank you for your service in February, Tenzin P for the 12 Steps, Diane C, 12 Traditions. Readers of the text are Dara L, Crystal P, and Janice PM. Our newcomer greeter is Gail B, and our second hour host is Betsy H. The reference numbers for yesterday, which I failed to write on my piece of paper. Um, The reference numbers for yesterday, February 22nd, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,584. That's 18584. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,585. That's 18585. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At the Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
9, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much and wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. And I will now ask Diane C. to please read the 12 traditions. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Diane C. Recovering in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Diane C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. 
We are on the forward to the first edition on page XIII. Beginning on the fifth paragraph, we are not an organization, and reading through three paragraphs to the end of that forward and comments on those three paragraphs. And I will ask Dara L. to please begin reading. Hi, great. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. We are not an organization in the conventional sense of the word. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. We shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book, particularly from those who have commenced work with other alcoholics. We should like to be helpful to such cases. Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, Gosh, there's so much here um, that I could share on, and I think I'll try to stay focused and uh, hopefully other people will uh, will share on other things and what come out to me. But, you know, when it talks about this honest desire to stop drinking, when I think back to when I crawled back into these rooms, that honest desire to stop compulsively eating, stop binging, stop purging, stop starving myself, I, I actually didn't know. I was so, I was in so much pain and so sort of addled by the disease that that honest desire I couldn't access it, uh, like assess it accurately I I was um so broken that I remember you know my sponsor asking me you know like do you honestly want to stop and I I just I felt like there was a part of me that did and there was another part of me the disease that was screaming at me that food was the only answer and so I'm really grateful that I, you know, that no one other than me was given the task of assessing my honest desire to stop because my behaviors did not at all suggest that I wanted to be done with this disease or that the disease was done with me. I just, I don't know, I was in so much pain. And I've seen that with a lot of people, you know, that I talk to um, where I'll say, you know, do you honestly want to stop? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just... I don't want to live this way anymore, but I don't know because the food, you know, the food is feels like a god. So um, that's always a sentence that really sticks out to me. And then when this talks about, you know, wanting to be helpful to those who are afflicted and being interested to hear from those who are getting results from the book, um, particularly those who are working with other alcoholics, like that, that's important for me because sometimes I don't really know how to focus. Um, both in and out of this program. But this tells me, you know, that I just want to be helpful to those who are afflicted with this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And that, you know, I can do. I can I can assess. When someone calls me and they want to kind of speak about things that I have no experience of, I can, you know, redirect and refocus back to the book. Or if someone calls me and, they, you know, they want to kind of use OA as a diet club, I'm like, listen, like, I don't know how to lose weight. I can't tell you that. But what I can help you do is figure out, you know, 
what your trigger foods are, like the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind, the behaviors. I can, I can talk about that stuff. I can talk about the steps. And so for someone like me who's an egomaniac and, you know, retiring from trying to play God, um, this is really humbling and it's also really helpful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's enough out of me, but I'm really interested to hear what other people took from this and I'll pass. Thank you, Dara L. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back and let others share. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Lisa P. Judith S. P. Uh, Reva P. Reva. Okay, I missed somebody. I got Lisa B. and Judith and Reva, but there was somebody between Lisa and Judith. Savannah G. Oh. Maybe Silvana G. Vasa O. Gotcha, Vasa. Ken W. H. Ken W. H. Okay, this sounds like a great group. I'll tell you who I have. Lisa B, Judith SP, Reva P, Silvana G, Vasa O, and Ken WH. Lisa B, please share with us. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Thank you, Lisa, for your service and for everyone that's here. Um, well, I like where it says, I, I love my experience. You know, I want to share my experiences. Um, they're interested in hearing from those who are getting results from this book, but I like how they put the emphasis, particularly from those who have commenced to work with others. And for me, that is, that is the key. That is the key. You know, I have to get the show on the road. I can't just keep being a student of the big book. I mean, I love being a student of the big book. I'll always be a student of the big book. But I have to get out of the schooling process and really get into action. And that's how I continue to grow and enlarge my spiritual life. And abstinence will always be my problem. You know, staying abstinent, I can get abstinent countless times. Staying abstinent is the thing. And, And it's that spiritual awakening, that relationship with my creator that is so important. And that comes about through growing, enlarging my spiritual life when working with others. It's like, that's, I love how someone said it on this meeting. It's the transmitting of the message on a regular basis that just sets my spirit, my soul on fire. You know, when I think about, um, we have a fellowship, we have unity, we have the uh, text, you know, the program of action, which is our text. And then we have um, the spiritual, the spiritual Side, you know, my spirit gets fed in transmitting, trying to transmit this message to others, but my ego can get tied in there. And I love where it says, our, we just simply want to be helpful. We want to be helpful to those who are afflicted, and I can get hitched up to this wagon of I'm going to get them to see it, or they're supposed to be doing it this way, and my ego gets in there and it's very painful, but that's how I continue to grow and enlarge my spiritual life because I'm now being driven by my character defects. Eventually I'm going to get in enough pain or I will eventually eat over that. And I hit my knees and I say, God help me. There's this dark cavern inside of me of ego, you know, and it's driving me, help me. And that's how I start to learn and grow through working with others. If I just isolate 
and don't start to work with others. Like I'm not going to ever see these big pitfalls inside of me and it's an opportunity to grow. And I love how he says, like, that's who we want to, we want to hear because that's the solution. It's the solution is working with others and attached to that is everything. And I love where it says, uh, we're not allied with any particular faith, sect or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone, you know? And I can come in here and say, I love reading the Bible, you know, and all of that stuff. And, and I don't have to worry about someone opposing me. Some people may not like it, but I can say that. Um, that's my experience. Someone else may have a whole different experience. We just wanna be helpful. Being helpful is the solution to my selfishness. So I'm grateful to be here. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. And Judith S.P., you're up, followed by Reva P. Good morning, everyone. Lisa, thank you for your service and everyone who did readings and everyone for being here. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Um, when I pick up a book, any kind of book, um, it doesn't take too long. Maybe it's a little bit of uh, impatience, but I need to be pulled in right away. And here we are in the forward to the first edition. So we're really at the beginning of this marvelous text. And uh, I was called or inspired to share today because um, pre-programmed when I was in the food into my ego, you know, thinking that I was God because the world revolved around me, and in some ways maybe I even created it, um, everything everything cost. You know, um, if I was going to lose weight, I would join a program. I would pay for membership, and I would say, well, it's because I paid I have to go. If there was a class I was going to take, um, if there was a therapy I was going to do, not that I'm I'm opposed by any means. I think it's a great adjunct. But it was always, if I put my money down, Judith is going to do it because you know how she feels about money and not wasting it. And when I came into these rooms, you know, donations, yes, we need to keep keep uh, solvent. And that comes from an inner desire. No one tells me I have to pay X amount monthly, weekly, daily. And so... This is all inner-motivated, inner-inspired by my relationship with my higher power. And what a gift to get right at the beginning. And the neutrality of this program is in terms of there's no religious affiliation. You can come if you want. Just have the desire. Just have the desire to stop this insane way of living. And to me, that is so freeing. And everything after that, in these couple paragraphs, just follows so beautifully. As was mentioned, we want to be helpful. We don't want to control. I don't want to tell anybody what to do, because taking care of Judith and being connected to my higher power is more than a full-time job. And whenever I deviate to try to quote-unquote help someone by telling them what to do, I'm not only turning them off potentially, but I am taking time away from going deeper into what I need to do. And sharing the message, I try to share the message. I'm not here to give the message. I'm not here to be God 
although pre-programmed I thought I was. That was a rude awakening. So I am very grateful to be here, and I'm also very impressed from almost the beginning of reading this book that there's a welcoming of the scientific, the medical, and religious societies to come join us, but we're not driven by those entities to say that what we do and how we live our lives is of value only because it's validated by these materialistic entities. My validation as a human being comes from my spiritual relationship with my creator and my serving others. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Judith S.P., and if you're not Reba P., if you'll check your phone, there's a little background noise. Reba P., you're up, followed by Sylvana G. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I love this summary of some of the traditions. I love the open-mindedness and inclusivity of this program. Um, and if it would have been some hardcore you have to do this, this, and this uh, right from the get-go, I think I would have left. Um, what, struck, what strikes me the most, I'm just setting the timer, is you know, this requirement, the only requirement for membership is a desire or honest desire to stop um, overeating. And it's just a great reminder. That's the requirement for membership, but I've heard it said the requirement to be recovered is different. The requirement to be recovered is to put down my alcoholic foods and do the work. Um, but you know, otherwise, everybody is um, included as a member. Um, the thing that strikes me the most is we want to be helpful to those who are afflicted, those who are troubled, disturbed, distressed, tortured, that living death that I was living. We want to be helpful. And it's such a great reminder that my affliction wasn't just a result of what I was doing with the food, but in abstinence, if I don't do the work, um, I am afflicted by resentments and fears, um, terrors, um, and it's not, it's not a fun life. Um, and then we want to just hear from those who are getting results. I mean, why? why are people still coming? Because we get results. And I wanted to hear from people who were getting results, and I want to continue hearing from people who are getting results. It, there's nothing like hearing somebody who does what I do, did what I did, um, and doesn't do it anymore, and has found a way out through access to this um, power. Um, yeah, and helpful is written twice. Like We just want to be helpful, and I have to remember when I do work with others, you know, to ask my higher power, make sure my channel is clear, how can I be helpful? Because I don't really know. Um, I need that guidance um, with others. Um, yeah, but getting results, I mean, this is like I've heard it said, again, a big show and tell. Big show and tell. People who were in the depths of the affliction and are happy, joyous, and free. Um, and if that's not motivating, I don't know what is. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Silvana G., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Thank you for your service. My name is Silvana G. from Pennsylvania. Um, I just want to uh, share on um, getting results from this book. Um, 
oh my gosh, where do I start getting results from this book? Um, well, for one thing, I love my fem- femininity. Um, I, I um, love the 70 pounds that I've been released from, but none of uh, and and the fact that I was able to get rid of coffee. I mean, I remember saying. Um, before I was abstinent, which is 18 months, I remember saying, oh, I could never give up coffee. I mean, I remember saying that with all, every bit of energy I had that I would never give up coffee. I haven't had coffee in over 18 months. Um, Oh my gosh. Results, results from this book, results from this book. I left the job after 15 years to work for myself, to to become (laughs) self-employed. Um, I mean, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm speechless sometimes. Um, uh, I want to be a person with that's kind, um, that that's joyful. Um, you know, I I've learned how to be vulnerable in situations and 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 be okay with it, being vulnerable. Um, I've I've been able to expose pride and ego. Uh, in a very safe way, you know that it, you know that it, nobody was going to take advantage of it, or, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't going to lose my job over it or anything like that. I mean, it, it, this is just such a safe place to be able to expose the pride and ego that I can actually uh, get rid of the, you know, all the all the things that keep me from. Um, uh, being filled with all the good things like being helpful and just having, um, you know, a nurturing heart versus a resentful heart. Um, and that's the other thing. I mean, I, I'm able to uh, stay clear of these resentments and things that come up uh, rather than holding on to them. And and above all, I mean, there's no charge. This is free. I mean, <laughs> I still can't believe that I could receive all of this and uh, there's no charge for this. Like there, it's almost it's, in this world. That's weird. That's weird because it's, it's just weird. Every anyway. Um, and then there's no um, requirement for membership except a desire to stop eating. I mean, people measure you in every way in this world in every way and I can come into these rooms and and I'm accepted and I'll just uh, stop there. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Silvana G. And Vasa O, you're up, followed by Ken WH. Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Lisa, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive over here calling from Florida, from Port Charlotte, Florida. And I, I just came in time for this program. I've been saved from this disease it's by the grace of my higher power but I remember reading the first edition uh, and uh, I remember hearing about the hundred men and women how they received recovered from the compulsive overeating and uh, I just gave me so much hope I was just in so much pain when I came and I remember it gave me so much hope I said if this people, these men and women recovered. I want to know what they did because I want to recover. I want to die. 
And, uh, yes, I did try. It's not like I didn't try to diet. I had battled with the food addiction for 25 years in my life. I didn't even know they called it food addiction or the allergy. It gave me, I'm so grateful. There was a name for it. And I said, wow, you know, okay, so there's a name because of my, uh, there's a name so I can do something about it. And I, my sponsor, God bless her, you know, she had worked on herself and the 12 steps and developed a relationship with a higher power greater than, than herself. And I said, okay, I will do whatever it takes. I just don't want to die. And I, I loved hearing this was not a religious program. If somebody said to me, this is a religion, I probably would have walked out. I liked the idea when I heard it was a spiritual program, not a religious. And, and later on in my recovery, I've gone back there too. But anyways, and there was no fees. I, and, you know, whatever I did in the past when I joined something, it always cost money. And the Weight Watchers, I, every time I went, I had to pay. And then when I became goal, when I became in goal, if I gained two pounds and I had to pay, I did not, we didn't have the money. I couldn't pay. So how long did that, that start? <laughs> that, how long did that last? Not for very long. I always regained the weight back. So, and giving it away. Uh, it's so, for me, I, you know, my sponsor said, in order to keep what we have, we have to give it away. But I have no control how people work their program. It's such a full time working on myself. And, you know, yes, I love to sponsor and, you know, but I'm not in control. I just say, you know what, the steps are right there. Follow the big book, you know, we have programs in OA, you know, we have the 12 steps, we have the tools, we have, you know, we have everything there. I I don't have to tell them more than what I get here. It's right here. Uh-huh. I'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thank you. And then we share experience, strength, and hope. And we can deliver. I can be the mailman. That's all I can deliver it. And, and, and then it's up to them. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Ken W.H., please share with us. Thank you, Lisa. This is Ken W.H. from North Carolina. Uh, Grateful to be here this morning. Uh, I'm just aware that we have a a list of some of the early traditions already uh, rattling around in the mind of those uh, first hundred. Um, And I'm also aware that and this is so early on that there are only a hundred, and it's uh, right. This forward is in 1939, and that this book would just explode the um, membership, and uh, that I could become part of it um, some 70 years later, however long it's been, <laughs> which is an amazing thing. And uh, but what I wanted to uh, I, what struck me was the inquiry by scientific, medical, and uh, religious societies will be welcome. And that just speaks to me of absolute transparency of this organization. I know some people have suggested over the years, and I've heard it for a long time, once in a while, about being a cult or something, some kind of secret society. Uh, this speaks of absolute transparency. Uh, we just want to hear 
what others think, say about us, and we're prepared <laughs> to hear all those things. The question is, and I have to turn it to myself, is am I being transparent all the time? Um, I have to ask myself if I'm being fully transparent and uh, that you see who I am, really. And uh, that's not always an easy task. Sometimes, uh, you know, that this disease uh, voice inside of me wants to say, Ken, no, 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 you can't let that out. Uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, you'll look bad or something like that. But uh, this this program is just teaching me to be who I am. And I'm so grateful that I can be that today. Um, I'm truly blessed to be the man that I believe God created me to be today. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you, Ken WH. And today we are in the forward to the first edition in the big book, and we're on page XIII, the fifth paragraph at the bottom of the page that begins, we are not an organization, reading through three paragraphs, which takes us to the end of the forward. And who else would like to share this morning? Barbara E. Christina, hang on, Loretta. Did I hear you, Harlan? Barbara E. Okay, I got you, Barbara, Christina J, Loretta H. I think, Harlan, I'm not sure, Terry J. Anybody else? Donna M. Carmelary. Oh, gosh. Suri, Donna Carmella, I hear Leia. Leia S. Okay, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right here um, and tell you who I have, and you'll have to give me the first initial of your last name: Barbara E, Christina J, Loretta H, I think Harlan G, Terry J, Terry C, Donna, Carmella, and Leia S. So, if you're not Barbara E, please mute. And Barbara, you're up, followed by Christina J. Good morning, everyone, my fellows in recovery. This is Barbara E. presently in Brooklyn and exhausted with her little granddaughter. I am amazed that the first edition um, reached the, the number of people it reached because that article written by a Mr. Alexander um, was written after that first edition was written. But I did go to many, many pay-and-way um, programs and psychologists and spent thousands of money losing the weight. But really, in my heart, all I wanted to do was lose the weight and keep on eating without any of the results. I didn't have the textbook that wasn't printed before this article that exploded it was written, I believe, in 1941. But this book is a textbook, and it shows me how to actually get rid of the, my desire to kill myself with food and what to do about it, how to become a better person. Because I was not a good person. I lied to you. And there's a saying, how do you know when an addict is lying? They're moving their lips. I would lie to you, manipulate you. I didn't care 
anything about you. I only cared about me. So ultimately, I always gained the weight. I was a plate licker. I ate off the floor. I hid food all over the house. I drank like Bill. I couldn't keep my weight down. I washed. I walked with washcloths wrapped around my knees. I was dying. I knew it. Doctors had warned me of it, but I couldn't stop. And this textbook that didn't come out really did save my life. And as we move forward through the other editions, uh, we'll see how it changed and morphed to mirror the fellowship and how it grew. And believe me when I tell you, and I speak it honestly from my heart, this is a program that really works if you're really aware, accept, and willing to take the actions. And I had to be willing to humble myself and do my three A's and say, I accept I've got this problem. I'm aware I have this problem. And I've got to take the actions. I have to shower every day because this program, this illness, gets stronger every single day. So if the illness gets stronger, then my program has to also. And working with other people and hearing people who've recovered and reading the stories in the back of the book made me see it's possible for a a girl like me. Thank you from Brooklyn, Barbara E. Thank you, Barbara. And Christina J., you're up, followed by Loretta H. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today with God's grace and mercy. Um, When I came in, I realized um, that I had a desire to stop drinking or eating, but I didn't know how to do it. And as I went through the years... I would have these relapses. I mean, I had some good periods of recovery in a sense. I uh, got down the foods that were a poison, and then I started overeating on my abstinent foods, justifying every bite, um, working out extra to get rid of the calories. And I mean, I thought it was right. I thought I was doing okay. You know, what a ignorant denial I was living in. And then I would get new sponsors, and one particular sponsor just flat out asked me, are you done? Are you done? And honestly, I couldn't answer that. I said, I don't know. I'm, you know, because when you get into relapse cycles, you get afraid that you're never going to be able to put this thing down. Um, take step one thoroughly. Have an experience of God's grace in your life is what it took. You know, God saw my efforts, and in July of 2020, I got grace. I got the grace to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, I'm done. What do I need to do? I mean, those questions didn't come like that. It just happened that I heard voices that said, I can't do this anymore. I walked away from a potential wonderful uh, (laughs) storm of a binge, and I call it wonderful because it would have been for me and my disease. And then I heard a voice as I slumped in my office chair that said, make a call. Otherwise, I would have been white-knuckling it, sitting there thinking of this item in the other room. So I actually got the willingness, the willingness, and that's what it takes. That's what it took for me to say, yes, I'm done. 
um, honest desire is a beginning, was a beginning for me for sure. Um, but, you know, I realize today, thinking and listening to all the shares, I've been in pain all my life. This disease has run me since I was a kid. And it wasn't until that final um, moment when I, God's grace came that I, my pain began to be lifted, first from the food. And now I get to work every day at recovery from the shit between my brains, uh, my brains, my brain, <laughs> between my ears, you know. And uh, it's beautiful because I get to recover from myself, from my selfishness. And I'm a selfish person. And especially when I don't feel good, I'm a selfish person. When I came into this program, I was super selfish. I didn't want to help anybody. Are you kidding me? I couldn't even help myself. And I was sick for years like that. So it kept me sick. The food kept me selfish. And once we get out of that food, we begin to have that desire to help others to share. You know, I have great compassion for all the people I see that are just grossly obese. And I don't know if it's the disease or not, but that's painful. That's painful. So um, if you're out there and you're struggling, it's okay. Just have the honest desire. Get yourself a sponsor and get going. Uh, Love to all. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. And Loretta H., you're up, followed by Terry J. Lisa, thank you very much for your service and everybody on the line, along with my precious God that is saving my life today. Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. I'm thinking of the paragraph, never exclusive, always inclusive. And that's what this program is. That's my ununderstanding of God. And that's this program. You know, the only desire to stop eating or drinking or whatever your addiction is. And it's interesting because I have been using my religion lately to um, go through a period. And I um, have talked to my priest, and he knows that I'm in this program and how I actually got my spirituality from the big book. That He doesn't really understand it, but he is so, has so embraced it you know, and understands that I found God through this book because it is divinely inspired. It's it's a book about love. It's a book about healing. It's a book about transmitting what you have, but not expecting anything from it. It's a purpose. You know, we talked about the advocation in um, the last, reading and an application is a purpose you know i had a job that wasn't a purpose my purpose today is to and i read this in the little red book the minute i walk into the room if i'm willing to do my first honest day of work then i can proceed in this program and that is kind of what happened to me i was willing finally after 54 years to trust somebody with my food and to give it to her for her to take it and to be honest, 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 honest. Because the first lie I've ever had was about food. And so once I walked into this room, I had to be honest. And then working this steps, I learned how to be more honest and authentic because honesty and authenticity are very, very 
important for my recovery. And so I tell the truth all the time to my best ability, but I'm so grateful because this is the gift that keeps on giving and it's priceless, just like that commercial. And I don't want to lose it because I've abused food. You know, eating is a privilege for me. I don't abuse it and I won't lose it. And with that, I pass. Thank you again, everyone. Have a beautiful day and stay safe in our journey. Thank you, Loretta H. And Terry J., you're up, followed by Suri C. Hi, this is Terry J. Did you call my name? I did. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your service this morning. This is Terry J., uh, compulsive obsessive overeater, abstinent for today. Grateful, grateful, grateful is my word for today. I'm grateful that all the fellows on the line are present. I'm grateful that I found this program or the program found me, whichever it is, because someone did tell me about the program, so maybe the program found me. I'm grateful for Overeaters Anonymous. I definitely have earned my seat in this program over the years. I learned so much each day that I listen. I'm grateful for the fellow that uh, tough love that says get off of the titling and share uh, just wherever you are at, you know, that I'm grateful there are no superstars in here, although you all sound like superstars to me. That could be my stinking thinking. I'm grateful today for the God of my understanding that also played a big part in me getting to Overeaters Anonymous and for the God of Overeaters Anonymous leading me back to the God of my understanding, if that makes sense. I'm grateful this morning for the fellow who shared about the coffee. I don't remember her name, but she is telling my story. It's the hardest piece for me to work on, but today, just for today, I have the willingness to let it go. Uh, and it's not really the coffee. It's the ingredients that I put in my coffee, which isn't sugar, but same this. I don't have to go any further with that. So, yeah, I know that if one fellow has done it, I can do it too. So I'm just grateful. I, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Those of you that listen on a regular know that I'm getting ready for work. So thank you for allowing me to share. Keep coming back. Anybody that's newer than me, this program does work. I've done everything that everybody has shared on the line, paying way, all kinds of things. This program works if you work it and if you give a lot of love. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Terry J. And Suri C., you're up, followed by Donna. And Donna, you'll have to give me the first initial of your last name. Suri, please share with us. Well, I thought I heard Surrey C. Star one to unmute, Surrey. Donna, are you available? We can come back to Surrey. May I be heard? Yes. 
I'm Donna M, as in man, um, from Ontario, Canada. I'm grateful to be on the line today to, to share. You know, um, I, I consider myself a low-bottom compulsive overeater. Um, so for me, the, it, it, it was very important for me to hear fellows share on getting results from following the instructions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I'd been in the rooms over 12 years ago. I had left um, and, and came back. And um, those 20 years before that, you know, I had been in and out in, in, with periods of abstinence and a lot of periods of um, re- relapses. And when I came back, I was, I was struggling. Um, but eventually, I was grateful to hear, hear the message of the, the spiritual solution. And I, I eventually gave up all my foods and um, started to work a strong spiritual program. But I was baffled. After a year or two, I would eventually start playing with my alcoholic foods, thinking I could control them, and eventually binging. But in February of 2020, I came to see that I had been so dishonest. I hadn't been entirely abstinent. I'd given up the foods, but I'd never let go of those behaviors, eating behaviors. I continued to go to those behaviors for the effect. So as long as I was um, indulging in those behaviors, I couldn't have the spiritual, the psychic change necessary. Um, And I certainly deluded myself. I thought I had recovered, recovery. You know, there were improvements in my relationships, but yet the most important relationship, not, not the most important, but there were a few key relationships that I couldn't see my selfishness, my self-seeking, my dishonesty, and, and, and my fear. So I was grateful um, in 2020, where after a year of having had a slim body in OA for the first time, I, I picked up. The, the food, and I came to see how deluded I was that a slim body did not mean recovery, and that I, I needed to give up all my eating behaviors and be honest about that. And um, so today I share my experience, strength, and hope because it is hearing others share um, about entire abstinence that eventually led me to see the need for me how deluded I had been. Um, So I'm grateful today. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Donna M. And Suri C., are you available? Okay. Um, Carmela G., you're up, followed by Leah F. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, everyone, for being on the line, for your service whether it's sharing or listening. My name is Carmela G. and I'm a grateful compulsive overeater for this moment recovered by the grace of my higher power I call God. Um, this reminded me of when I first entered. When I entered, I was not young. I was in my late 60s 
And the one thing that I remember clearly was I was desperate. That desperation, um, I didn't know anything as to what I needed to do that I would need to sponsor. I didn't know anything. I knew nothing of OA. And the reality was I was desperate and willing to do anything. And therefore, putting the food down was my first step, and I got a sponsor who brought me through the steps and taught me what it was to live connected to a power greater than Carmela. And I couldn't imagine. I always had a God in my life, but a power greater than me. I could handle everything. Today, I have a forgetter. And if I don't work this program daily and keep it active and alive, I can quickly forget. And I could think that I am that power. But I am not that power. And I connect to that power daily. And it is through this book, through readings, through my relationship with that power, and through the humans that I come in contact in program and out of program that remind me that I can go back to being that sick woman if I do not stay connected. And the biggest gift of that connection is that I am loved and, loved and accepted perfectly. And therefore, if I fall, I can get up and live a life being happy, joyous, and free every single day, provided I stay spiritually fit and serve first God and my fellows. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carmela G., and Leah S., you have about a minute, minute and a half. Please share with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, this is Leah S., recovered and gratefully in Brooklyn, New York. So um, we are in the forward to the first edition, and I believe that's the first forward that is, is probably um, just explaining all the rest of the forwards how the program works and um, what it does. That, um, and, and it tells you in the beginning of the book precisely how we are recovering and, and how we are consistently doing this recovery. By, um, and they also use the word authentication. And I was told to look up the word authentication and I was told to study it and to be completely honest, if not with others, at least with myself. Face myself and understand what is it that I'm doing about yo-yoing with my diet. And this is, you know, it doesn't cost you money. All it costs you is, is something that you're going to gain. You're going to gain so much. You're not even going to be able to understand and list how much you have gained in this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah S. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. 
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 18,588. That's 18588. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Crystal P., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Crystal P., recovered compulsive over ear from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't brought. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.